Welcome back to another episode of Stimulate Your Mind, proudly presented Hello, to you. I'm by Ali A. I'm your host for the day. And with me is my co-host for the day, Mohamed Mubarak. Hey, gown. And our guest for the day, Hussain Farhat. How are you, Hussain? Good, thank you. And yourself? Not too bad, not too bad. Moobs, how are you? Yeah. Riding this wave. Chilling. You know? <laughs> the corona wave, right? <laughs> Moobs, how are you feeling? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Yourself? Did he play today? How was that? No, it was yesterday. Yesterday, yeah, four nil. Oh wow! Yeah, man. Closing off the season in style, huh? Yeah, why not, man? How many games left, actually? One game. One game. One game. And we got the Champions League. That's in August, day. Eh? Can't wait, actually. There. But yeah, how are we all doing today? Not too bad. Not too shabby. So, saying Farhat, I'm going to address you as Farhat. Of course. That's what I'm I, used I to. guess that's the most common. Uh, Name I'm known for. It's the standard. It's the standard. Yeah. And Squidward. Squidward. And Squidward. That was in actually uh, the later days of high school. Yeah. And it yeah. stuck with you. Huh? It stuck for a couple of years and it kind of vanished away. But Farhat's always been there. I think I think we got to bring the, bring the squid back. Yeah, the squid. Well, you're still under Squidward on my phone, so. Yeah, true. True. <laughs> That's probably years old, actually, as well. Yeah, man. Uh, so I know you as um, sort of a bookworm. You're like, you always got a new book to suggest, always got a book that you're reading. It's like books are your life aside from your life. I wouldn't necessarily call myself a bookworm per se, because I think I procrastinate more than a worm itself. <laughs> and I actually mean that in every way, but it's just, for me, it's curiosity. And it wasn't always through a book. It was through any means of knowledge available. So so what's, the, what's that curiosity stem from? I mean, I think just from myself, my inner soul, just, I craved just to know more. So you crave more about weed stuff. The topics vary, to be honest. It's not necessarily one thing, but it's just for me, hey, what's for me more to know? Mm. And it's obviously something that interests me. I wouldn't, for example, look, or in my earlier days, look into like plants and, and plant cells because that actually bored me in biology. Yeah, so things actually, you considered yeah. boring, you wouldn't go out and I seek knowledge pursue. about. No, yeah. not, not definitely at all. So the pursuit of knowledge is more of a, like a personal pursuit. It's a personal journey. Of course. Um, How did that journey come about for you? How did it start? I always remember um, when mum talks to us about school, and this is actually a true story, by the way. Our first day, because I, uh, I have a photo in my room holding my bag. It was a Winnie the Pooh bag. <laughs> and uh, I was, had my socks up, grey socks. I used to go to Ashbury Public. Love that school, actually. Good memories. And mum used to say, on your first day, you were happy, you liked it. On the other hand, my brother, who's actually five years older than me, mm. and interestingly enough, it's today's his birthday, so happy birthday, Ali. Happy birthday to happy Ali birthday, Farhat. Well, um, yeah, that's funny, actually. Um, on his first day, he actually ran away from his teacher. <laughs> and kind of the teacher was kind of chasing him. I guess back then it was kind of different, but he was always running away. What was he running away from? <laughs> oh, uh, no idea, to be honest. You gotta ask him. But I, I always enjoyed school. I was very distracting. But I used to enjoy it. I used to enjoy learning. But definitely distracting. Definitely cheeky. What What did you used to do to distract others? Or was it more distracting yourself? Oh, both. Definitely both. Um, but in terms of distracting, just distracting others in high school. Oh God, I could go all night. Um, one example I could give you is. Uh, Vandali vandalizing the art room. Uh, is, it, is it vandalism or art? I guess it was both in a very ironic way because 
I used paint. I used, used different things. There was about six of us. We all got expelled that year, actually. It was year 11. <laughs> That's the year I met Moobs, actually. Yeah. No, year 10. Year 10. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, yeah, so uh, I got, we got expelled and we had to write a sorry letter. I remember very much. And I'm like, man, what am I going to write? It was an Islamic school. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was AIA. I did year 10, 11, and 12 there. And uh, we had to write an apology letter to get back into school. And the next term was year 12. So I was like, shit, HC is gone. My parents had a cow. Yeah, yeah. They went crazy. I don't know, is it offensive to say that? They had a cow now? Uh, I've know. never heard the reference. So oh, okay. It's not offensive to me, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, so uh, uh, I remember I was writing about Adam and how God forgave him. Yeah, that was so interesting. That, it's an interesting way to go about it since yeah. we were at Islamic yeah. school. Yeah, exactly. And uh, the good thing, my marks weren't amazing. They were good and they had potential. Um, I, I enjoyed chemistry a lot. Mm. Yeah, especially I when I knew uh, 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 someone like in the era or or especially in the era, in the era of Imam Sadiq, someone like Shaurab and Hayyan was into chemistry. That sparked me heaps. Mm. I remember into it and I'm like, wow, this is this is amazing. Uh, and yeah, so I used to pay attention a lot in chemistry class. That's I think that's what more led me into uh, going under the pathway or into the pathway of pharmacology mm. in my bachelor's. Um, and that was that was good actually because that um, that exposed me to a whole different group of people. Even in high school, the people I met were very diverse in terms of their theology. Uh, attending uh, at a school that was majority Sunni, it, it wasn't a problem at all in terms of practicing or in terms of uh, uh, coexisting in the school in, in a weird definition. It was fine. So you never felt like an outsider being ah, yeah. of a different sect? Of course and- not. No, no, definitely. So in your writings, you'd write yeah. uh, like about Shia school of thought or something. Would they mark you different or? We didn't really write in history much, but it was more like in practice, in prayer sometimes. Mm. It was it was obvious, so it sparked among the students and we used to, we used to speak to uh we used to speak between each other about it and, and just talk. I remember we used to talk to our geography and history teacher. It was interesting. Um and I used to listen to a lot of lectures back then. I wouldn't say a lot of lectures because I was always on YouTube. Yeah. Um, hence oh. the procrastination. Yeah, we know how YouTube goes. You start yeah, with oh, learning so about chemistry, man. Oh my and you God. end up uh, how cows give birth or something. Literally, <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's, it's, it's terrible. Yeah, so um, I remember I used to listen to a lot of Hassanayn, Said Ammar, that kind of English speakers. I think it, it was kind of new compared to now. Yeah, now it's a lot more prevalent, yeah, 100%. It wasn't that. Um, and I, I enjoyed listening. Um, and I was trying to absorb as much in, uh, information as possible. What was your method of absorbing that information? Were you taking notes or was it just like active Different listening? Sometimes I would. Sometimes I would. I used to, I actually still have the posted notes in my drawer right now. From from high school? From high school. I remember uh, there was one instance I actually um, was listening to a lecture by Sayyid Ahmad and he mentioned some like uh, references from Bukhari. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to actually check it. Mm. My school has a Bukhari. I'm going to open the book. I'm going to find it. So I did. And uh, we had a free period then. Um, and. Uh, our biology teacher was sick. He used to give a very hard time, by the way. He needs to forgive me, man, or I'm, I'm in trouble. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I remember I found a... Uh, what I found specifically, it's hard to remember, but it was definitely interesting. And that's how it started. And then I used to come talk a lot, mm. just with others. 
And it was very hard to offend me, even though they would try. Not all the time, but some people would, some people wouldn't. Yep. Yeah. And I was friends with them. It didn't really, um, it wasn't really a barrier in terms of friendship. Mm. We used to go over, it was fine. So it was just, uh, it was just good dialogue. It was really good dialogue, actually. And I was, sometimes it would take a lot more effort than, than other times, but it was still worth it because I was still learning something. Would you say uh, yeah. that kind of dialogue back then in your high school days is very different to the kind of dialogue you would have today? In terms of growth and maturity, definitely, 100%. Uh, or how you approach a subject or how you ask a question. Um, I remember once uh, in, uh, in, during my bachelor days, um, we were sitting down um, at Ralph's Cafe. They have really good pasta there. <laughs> That's what I was known for, really. And uh, I didn't really put the time to studying in those times where I should have in the free period. So I'd mm. go eat and socialize with other people at uni. And once we're sitting and we're talking about um, like political leadership in the time of Reba, in a weird way, but the, the person was talking about, for example, a topic like uh, um, uh, looking at the imams as in terms of politics. Okay. Yeah. So as political and figures not, not in the time of occultation. per se. Of course, the dimensions of what the imam is, is more uh it's a lot broader than uh, just politics. a lot more deeper than politics yep. yeah 100 but it was just an interesting question and the way i approached the subject my mate was like man i told the story to my dad and he goes imam sadiq says the shia when they are discussing they ask questions that lead to questions mm. um and that's me definitely paraphrasing the hadith um but it had something around that meaning yep. definitely yeah so basically your pursuit of knowledge began in your later years of high school or was it a lot earlier at home or? I think my dad played a role. He had books around. Was he always encouraging you to read or was it you that took the initiative? It was me talking to my dad. He used to just have a lot of talking time. We used to just talk. Mm. And what, and what like, kind of things would you talk about? Everything, really. So there was no limit to what no. kind of knowledge Yeah, I mean, you, there was certain, got. the father, some barrier and there were certain things I would do behind his back. That was always there, mm. you know? But we just talk. And sometimes when I was younger, I used to just laugh out of nowhere. And he's like, hey man, why are you laughing? And he just laughs on me sometimes. Mm. So so that bonding over knowledge, was that influential? Definitely. Definitely my father played a role. So how did that lead you to the bookworm that you are now? Like I said, I wouldn't necessarily call myself a bookworm. For but how how would you before. describe your relationship with but books? Yeah, that's how the journey began. Um, but at that time, especially when I was hanging out with friends that were much older than me, that skipped a phase that I didn't grow through, and perhaps I uh, pushed aside and took time with it rather than hit it in one go, like it's normally done, I guess. Yeah. Or if that can be, so, so, can be said. So really. usually, um, so I guess in my case, I eased into books and like this, the – the pursuit of knowledge, um, so to speak. But uh, you're saying in your case, it wasn't really easing into it. you like, you missed a few years because you jumped into a more mature group or? What I was trying to say there really was, especially after high school, in turn, like, I didn't go to schoolies, for example. Mm. I don't know, Mubarak, did you go? No, no. Yeah, our group uh, didn't go to schoolies. Didn't go either. That's, I was friends with him. Mm. Uh, yeah, so uh, we're hanging out with a, with a older group that didn't, that passed that stage of going out and experiencing the uh, 
after 18 life, I'd say. The, 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 the traditional teenage life. Yeah, yeah, or skip, uh, yeah 18 upwards, that, mm. really. So we kind of, yeah, we kind of were with guys that didn't go through that. Well, not necessarily didn't go through that, we're past that. So yeah. they had gone through it, but yeah. you joined them at the time where they... Or maybe they didn't. I'm mm. not, yeah, not all of them did. I guess it was kind of mixed, but yeah, they were but, all older in that sense. But essentially you joined them after they passed that phase of life. Yes. So that um, basically, it sparked a new fire in you, or like it would raise a lot of doubt sometimes because there was desire there mm. and there was rebellious yeah. attitude that I I, I think it, it reflects sometimes that the inner self craves a desire, yeah, and you can act on it, and sometimes if the environment isn't there, it helps not to do it. But the environment is there, or if the friends are there to encourage you, then you're gonna fall into it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, the chances are extremely high. Definitely. Sure. Yeah, because definitely. you go and see friends that were our age back then. Be like, they'll tell us their experience in life. Yeah, exactly. we didn't experience that. We just skipped. Yeah, that. man. And then, also at that, home, that I was yeah. something in us. We were like, why did we? Why didn't we do that? Yeah. But then it was a blessing because these guys took us away from that. Yeah. So was it was there any aspect of regret that you didn't get to experience that part of life, or was I, it more I like I definitely had regret if you're, if you're going to be asking, not in terms of oh I should have done it, but like I'm trying to say the inner desire would come out like that. Mm. I wouldn't call it a monster, but it's a good metaphor to use. Yeah, yeah. But like whoa, I'm craving something. Yeah, but right? you never you never got to get your hands on that, whatever it may be, that experience. Let's say the craving was there. Mm. Yeah, definitely there. Yeah. So, but that helped in my pursuit of knowledge. In my interest in knowing, uh, I heard this reference in a lecture. Let me go check it out. So I'd go check it out, for example, and I just keep reading. And it wouldn't be necessarily a book that's printed. It would be something PDF online. It mm. wouldn't be like a forum or a website. It would be a book that was a PDF. It was online. Yeah. It'd have like a stamp of approval from the library and like how a normal book would. Yeah. And definitely. It, it looked very legit. It looked very like a, like a book that I would read. And so I would definitely read into it. It's different se segments. So what kind of things um, sparked your interest at that time? What kind of aspects of knowledge or what fields? The first thing that sparked what I wanted to know was the existence of God because I always had to start there. So how am I right about it? Was it because yeah. there was doubt or because you wanted to convince yourself or why Why was that the, the foundation that you laid for yourself? I wouldn't call it doubt because, for example, Nabi Ibrahim in the Quran does ask Allah SWT to show him the bird, for example, mm. you know, we know that reference. And Allah SWT asked him, uh, I mean, there is, there's a, there is a tafsir regarding that. Mm. So I'm not placing a tafsir right now. Um, not that I can place a tafsir myself. I can only reference ulama, like for example. Um, but the, but it was, oh, I'd, I'd hear an argument. How can I know more to, to prove the argument in the favor of Allah SWT. Meaning, how can I see the fault in the argument? And I wouldn't look at it in a negative perspective or like look at the fault of this argument. Mm. I'll try to look at, okay, what other explanations are there? Okay, so what you. Is there out there more that I don't know that would help me make a better decision? I need to know. I need to know. I need, I was, need to it, was it because the. It was like holding a shovel. Was it because the. Keep digging and digging and digging. So you, you, you would find something and then just basically procrastinate on that thing. Yep. There so you, go. So you, you found, for example, yeah. I don't know the topic of the existence of God. And you're like, okay, I found something, but it's not good enough. Then you'd read another thing. Okay, still not good enough. 
And you kept digging, like you said. I wouldn't say good or bad in terms of like, oh, dude, this book is not good. I was like, oh, oh. This, this, this scholar references someone else. Let me go check that out. I remember uh, uh, I was listening to a Sunni lecture. Cause I used to listen to a lot of Sunni lectures a lot, actually. Mm. Zakir Naik. Uh, uh, yeah. So he, would, he referenced, for example, one of uh, uh, Al-Jawzi's books. I have it opened here. I don't have it open, but I want to open the title. Mm. Let's check that out. I think it's called the, the Deception of the Devil or The Devil's Deception. And it was about the Shia and the examples of how their true theology does not go in accordance to the Sunnah of Rasulullah. And I loved reading it. It was actually pretty good. So it, it went against what you believe. Yeah. But you're like, I want to know that perspective. Yeah. So just in case someone maybe tried to spark that conversation with you, be like, you know, hang on. Yeah, partly that, part, partly the fact that I love the controversy. I just enjoyed it. You just like the drama. I, yeah, yeah, in a way. I liked the, I liked the intellectual drama. Okay. I really enjoyed yep. it. I'm like, yep. Yeah, who makes sense more? Let's, let's, let's keep reading. So was it yeah. because it made sense to you? or? I mean, if we, all three of us, were to read a passage of text, I think each of us would look at it differently. So definitely there was a personal experience there of how I absorbed the information and how I connected it with others and other pieces of data that I saw or other stories I heard or other things that I discussed with friends, whether this is topics of politics or ways of life or religion or sport or anything. It was just the fact of I want to connect all these pieces of data okay, so all does, together. Does that mean you held some sort of bias when you would be reading different perspectives? I mean, it'd be pretty hard for me to eliminate the bias entirely, but I tried very hard, very, very hard to look at things objectively, to allow myself to accept the insult if it was offensive. And you know what? I'll look into it. Mm. Yeah. So did you uh, find yourself struggling to be a neutral in that situation? I mean, there's always a struggle there because I identified myself as part of a belief system and, and there are emotions attached with that. So to eliminate human emotion from something you're deeply and like you're deeply educated about and you're deeply raised about when you're a child at home especially especially when the parents realize that they're raising someone in the west it's like they're pressing their foot more on the accelerator and they're like yeah we need to try harder because the environment around them there's going to be various influences yeah like like i said when i went to that school aia at year 10 i was before that in public high school mm. yeah so does um, that aspect of looking at things, um, does that change your view of how, for example, people from other religions choose to revert to another religion? Does that mean they disconnected from their emotional attachment to that belief system? Or would that be them more looking at things objectively and more academically? They might still have an emotional attachment, but the belief might change the core belief and uh, uh, it, it helped me meeting people who changed from other religions, especially when I went to uh, university doing my bachelor's and that was after high school. I didn't take a gap year straight away. Um, I used to work in construction with my brothers. Mm. So I experienced a very different side of how, to, how, how the way people go about their lives. It was very different. Um, and I was like, yeah, no, nah, I'll stay in uni, but I'll work at the same time. It was hard work, you know. It was a, it was very hard work. Construction, man. Construction is especially Early if you're laboring for people. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and the uh, I remember like the hammer would be very close to my brother, and I'd be like further than him than the hammer, and he'd be like, "Oh, can you get it for me?" Like, man, you, 
you're actually closer to the hammer than I am. But I still have to get the hammer. But it was still tough work, you know. You you definitely break a sweat. I, it was good though. I liked it. Did that give you a different perspective on okay, like I don't want to be breaking my back. I'd rather be, as we said, at start pursuing knowledge and maybe looking at things more academically rather than physically. I would say even if I continued into construction as that as a career pathway, I would have still continued the pursuit of books and knowledge and 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 anything related that interested me. Definitely, I don't think that was a barrier because to me that's just an income. Um, but during my bachelor's degree um, and when I studied a, uh, a bachelor's of medical science, I majored in pharmacology um, because I, I changed to science after that. Well, that's where I did. Uh, uh, electives like Arabic mm. yeah and I did a good degree of that actually which helped me uh, raise my uh, WAM is it called? Or yeah WAM or GPA GPA or, yeah, yeah. Um, and I did a lot of gender studies because that interests me uh, a lot of movements so like you said a lot of activists a lot of students would form groups and invite the society and they would yeah you know what let me know let me know let me know more or perhaps in a more real way, let me try trolling sometimes. Let me see what I can gain in terms of information. And maybe it was a selfish thing on my behalf because maybe I didn't think of how the other person felt. But you, you looked but at I, it like, I, 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 I want to learn. Definitely. You, you looked at it from the aspect of like, okay, I want to learn, but this, this is maybe a different way of learning. I can learn, I can enjoy it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was good. So would you describe the use of the environment as more liberal or? Oh, it was definitely liberal. But you'd had, you'd had everyone, man, all the way from Marxists to, uh, I wouldn't say Nazis because that wasn't true. There were no Nazis that you said. Uh, but I'm just trying to like create a spectrum. Yeah, so it's, it's yeah. like from one extreme to the other. Yeah. And everything in between. Yeah. So so going hanging out with the older boys every night. Yeah, I remember. It's all about religion, talk about religion. Then going to the uni life, did you get enticed of no, they're always partying, they're going out. That was like living in a paradox, really. Mm. It, wasn't, it wasn't really living in a paradox, but it felt like it at times because the things that I would read or the things that I would listen to with the Shabab, with the boys, you know, it, was, it wasn't different, but it was a different perspective that allowed me to add to the puzzle and keep adding. And I wouldn't say the puzzle's complete until I'm dead. Because that's really when I'm, that's, I can't attach any more other pieces. No, knowledge never ends. So yeah, that, that yeah. puzzle is like an... Infinite yeah, puzzle. Yeah. So. So, but yeah, that's how the, the reading started. Uh, gender studies, I, I remember reading books that are like definitely not agree with my personal view of things, but I just enjoy reading them. And if they offended me, they did. I'd take it, you know, swallow that, that nail or mm. if that's the term, I'd swallow it and just keep going. That would help you debate the other, yeah, the other yeah. side. I didn't like mean? arguing. I wouldn't argue, but I was able to just discuss. Mm. So I, a lot of times I would offend somebody, maybe unintentionally most times. Sometimes I would intentionally do it to troll. Mm. Yeah, it was just all part of it. It was, it was a nice experience to write. And, and I had few, others that I shared the experience with. Mm. A few years back when uh, we went and had a discussion with, I can't remember the sheikh's name. Do you remember it was yeah. the... One of our mutual friends was with us actually. Yeah. Mm. And we were surrounded by them. But it was a good discussion because yeah, you knew yeah. what they're going to tell you, and you knew how to reply back. So that yeah, that man. aspect was and 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 what I liked it was just completely respectful. There was no yeah, vicious yeah. emotions attached. Nobody got offended. It was just 
It was an this academic is, discussion. This yeah. is a piece of information. This is another. That's how it is. And, and that helped you. No one had to win. No one had to change their belief. It was just like, these are two pieces of different perspectives. And I love that. I just liked hearing what another person believed. But that helped you reading yeah. all this. Yeah, because I would look at another different reference. And another reference. It wouldn't, I wouldn't read the whole book from page to page and like, oh, this is the whole book. But I just keep reading pieces of information and, I, and your mind, it's amazing. It, it just combines all the information together mm. and you're able to connect dots and, and with lectures and with school. And then after that uni, my bachelor's. And that's when I um, started to find, okay, is there's something I'm more interested in, for example. And that's like, oh, hey, I like how drugs work, pharmacology, mm. you know, uh, management of diseases. And then, yeah, I went to the, after my bachelor's, I went into my master's of pharmacy at UTS, which was bumpy, but, but it was good. It was, that was a different experience. The friends there were very different, nice people. Mm. Yeah. But very different, very different walks of life. Different how? Oh, even different than you see it in terms of, I mean, definitely the personality, but just the way they perceived of going about things in terms of daily life or in terms of how, and it wouldn't be that contradictory, I would say, but in terms of, let's say you are, um, you hold a set of beliefs that would restrain you from, from accommodating certain desires mm-hmm. and they're there and that, that's it's right in front of you and it's hard to say no. It's very hard to say no when it's right there. Yeah, definitely. You know, so it would definitely be like, whoa, this is a challenge. So do you do you think that um, a certain university or a specific university had an influence based on the stature of the university or, for example, the environment of the university on the individual? Did that impact an individual's views or beliefs? I guess university as a whole and different universities as well. But the idea of going to university or into a, 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 like an arena of where different people of life are coming. And it's just different kind of beliefs that come in. Mm. And there would be those who would be triggered and wouldn't talk. And I've seen it. Yeah. And there'll be others like, yeah, I'll, I'll just, just talk. Um, there was a lot of open, open-mindedness, definitely. You find that more with academics because mm. um, like they're being exposed to different but uh, different viewpoints in their own degrees for example so they'd have to accommodate to that themselves um by being open-minded for example you read different uh academic papers and one person might not agree with the other but they both reach the same conclusion for example um so i think that aspect of open-mindedness would have to be there um with the university student students yeah definitely and sometimes you'd read something you don't like you just you just have to take it but yeah also I, 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 as well during that time um, and and especially with the group of, uh, and this was my bachelor's, of course, um, the, the the group of uh, boys I was around. Um, you know, certain individuals would have an opportunity to recite something or to participate and to give to the community, and I loved it. Mm. You know, it was amazing hearing, uh, uh, for example, the uh, remembrance of Imam Hussein in English uh, in Sydney was good. I liked it. Um, and uh, it was good to be around the boys at that time. And I would be like, yeah, man, what happened next in that story? Mm. So uh, one of the Shabab, you know, like, for example, Talib would be like, oh, because we had known each other for a couple of years at that time. And uh, he'd be like, oh, we, there's a modern of this imam. And we'd just do our research and look and look and look. And that would spark a lot, 
a lot of reading, um, especially during Ashura. Um, I, I, a lot during that time, I, I didn't like being or known publicly known to be involved. I wasn't. I wasn't a fan of that. So you're more in the in the background. I always. Yeah, yeah, I was always like, yeah, man. I'm more comfortable here. This is just let me just because that's your scene at the end of the day. Yeah, I just liked that. I enjoyed it, and I was I was afraid of my my own self, my own monster, like my own monsterly desires. In what you aspect? Know? In in oh. them manifesting themselves or. In terms of ser- serving myself, serving serving my ego, serving my what I think is my self worth, in a facade way, yep. I was very scared of that. And maybe my intentions don't become sincere. Maybe my intentions be like, "Hey, let me impress this person, or let me impress this guy, or let me try to impress this girl." Mm. This. Did that? So I was very afraid of that because if I was serving or trying to serve or trying to play a role through that, oh, it, it, it'd be hard. Did that? Um, It'd be hard for me because that's all or four. Did that restrict you from achieving certain things that you might have wanted to achieve, or were you still able to do those things, but from the background instead? I'm not sure which German philosopher said that in life you regret the things that you have done. You have not done more than the things that you have done, and that interests me. What, what would I've done back then in today's mindset would be a different question as well, I guess. Yeah, looking but, yeah. at looking in hindsight, everything yeah. is like, oh, okay, I could have done this, I shouldn't yeah, have done that. But that's but that's where a lot of the potential, really, or I wouldn't say the potential. I'd say the spark to know more, mm. especially with the story of Karbala and the politics behind it. And I would like go on YouTube and just write like, uh, oh, I would see something on TV like a. TV series. I'm like, you know what? I watch it on YouTube. Mm. I'd have like uni break and I just, I remember the Imam Ali series, the old Iranian one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. I'm a big fan of it, man. It's it's yeah. brilliant production. Yeah, it I is. mean, the pixels are pretty gone. Yeah, it's, in terms it's of, filmed uh, with a potato, but. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I get what you mean. And have you found that sometimes maybe your pursuit of knowledge has been detrimental to you or has it always yeah. been? It's harmed me at times. I've hurt myself along the way, of course, definitely. How so? Harmful in what ways? I, sometimes I do things that would be in contradiction to what I've read or what I believe or what my parents raised me to. And I'd feel more guilty because I'd feel, hey, I'm more aware. How am I falling into this? You know? So is it because you knew and then you went out that, that done those things that you're like, okay, I know I shouldn't be doing these things. Was that the harm that yeah, came about? And it was like, I'm conscious. I, I know what I'm doing. Mm. So I'm like, oh, hey, is, is, is this bad? I knew it. I think that's where the enjoyment came to. The, that rebelliousness. Yeah. and Yeah. So you've been approached to public speak a few times. Yeah, man. Why have you? I, I don't think I, I would necessarily flourish. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. It'd be interesting. Would you do it? Maybe with more growth, more maturity, you know. So what, um, yeah. I guess, motivated you to come onto this podcast? I actually love podcasts, to be honest. I've been listening to them for a very long time. And just the idea of having a conversation rather than just talking to a crowd or talking yeah. to a group of or set of boys, mm. it, it just didn't, I don't know. I like hearing what someone else has to say. Own it's experiences. Just, yeah, and- yeah, I like listening. I, I definitely enjoy it. So that yeah. I think it's just not being the center of attention, I guess, is the thing that, maybe drove you to be part of this or yeah yeah so again it comes back to your involvement in the in the yeah. community from yeah. behind the scenes it's especially just, how it started yeah, yeah. definitely 100% so with the detrimental aspects of knowledge was it ever detrimental to you mentally 
I think that's where where it took its biggest toll, the the, the mental health, because it was like my two sides of my brain. Not necessarily that one's more rational than the other, but it was like two parts of my brain are playing ping pong, and, mm. and the ball's not going out; it's just constantly playing and playing. And I think about it, and it's like I'd ask myself the question and then argue, and then rebuttal, and then the rebuttal would continue and continue and continue. It was interesting, you know. It was it was definitely interesting, um, but the pursuit to know was still there. So that never yeah. that never stopped the drive. It, it, I wouldn't. It, did, it didn't stop it, but I would say it maybe reduced the speed. It dented it a bit here and there. Yeah, it reduced the speed, but the speed would go up and down. You know, here and there. Sometimes a storm would come by, and bang, your car's not on the road anymore. You get it back up. You keep going. Mm. So it's yeah. it's like, no matter what came in the way of your your pursuit of knowledge, you ended up getting back on that road and continuing the journey. Yeah, of course, because because I just wanted to remain conscientious, or well, at least I was trying to. Mm. I was wanting to try as well, especially at home when I was the youngest. So, what, for example, I was the first one at home to go to uni. So was that more yeah. of like, okay, um, I have this thing, I'm the youngest, so it was more like I need to prove myself, or definitely there was the pressure. I wouldn't argue it wasn't. I can't anyway, but I was conscious of the options I chose. Uh, but I was like a normal eighteen-year-old or a normal twenty-year-old or a normal twenty-year-old. Maybe I needed uh, more hindsight in terms of that. But I, I guess you can't buy experience; you just have to earn it. Yeah, definitely. And when you when you look at the years as a whole, and humans are amazing how they adapt. I mean, it's just fascinating how people grow. I mean, some people don't. Some people get stuck in that, and it's vicious. To be the same person you were a couple of years ago, with no personal development, no personal growth, it's it's vicious. It eats you up inside, and and you start becoming resentful, and you can see it. It's very clear. It's very obvious. It's it's um, it's prevalent in society. Have you? Um, so how has um, your journey in in seeking knowledge aided your personal development? What has it benefited you other than that you've gained knowledge? That's an interesting question, actually. I'm trying to think about it as fast as I can just to formulate a, 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 a answer that would be very true, but it's, it's actually hard to put it into one answer. Wow. But I guess if I were to reference somebody, I would reference Richard Feynman. Mm. He actually said, if I had an option to be given all of knowledge or the pursuit of it, I'd actually choose the pursuit of knowledge because I simply enjoy it. Is that is it because it gives you that rush? Like, there is a rush. There's so much yeah. more to know, and I want to know yep. it. Yep. And and it was also like on a different scale as well. Um, not only in terms of oh, we're having a uh, a discussion at university or during high school or anywhere, but it was also social. You know, also be with the the people I chose to be friends with. They weren't after high school or after uni, they weren't all the same environment. It was so diverse. So I was always able to discuss these things. So the opportunity was always there. So if you were to break down the main ways you were able to gain knowledge, if you could give me five aspects that aided you in gaining knowledge, what would they be? Aside from books. 
I wouldn't say they're in order of importance, but the first one I would say is the ability to to accept criticism. And if 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 one can't accept criticism, and not only about yourself or about your beliefs or your value system entirely, or anything that defines you, it serves you like a barrier, like a Trojan horse that that's it. You're not gonna let anything in. So definitely you have to accept, accept criticism. Number two, I think maturity is important and, and that in a way where how you absorb the information or how you take it. Um, you know, imagine telling a five-year-old Santa isn't real, for example, you know? So a bit of a weird analogy. No, I get what you mean, 100%. Yeah, you know, it's, at what stage are you receiving this piece of knowledge? Um, so at, at what level of maturity are you absorbing that information? Number three, your environment, you know? Imagine an environment like 1945, Nazi Germany. It'd be pretty hard. I mean, uh, what I'm trying to say here is the environment that you're around creates a bubble as well. And um, it kind of senses what information you have access to. Could it, so it's sort of a double-edged sword. It could be beneficial and detrimental at yeah, the same time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think we're up to number four now. Yeah, right? number four. Number four. Traveling, I think, is very important. I wouldn't say I have traveled heaps, but I have traveled Middle East, Europe, Asia. Yeah. So that aided um, by experiencing different cultures and the way people interact. Definitely different ways of life. Um, how one thing in one country could mean one thing in another country could mean completely separate. Like mm. once I was in Iran with my parents. <laughs> Yeah, I think Moobs knows this story, funny. Um, yeah, I was in Iran with my parents. We, we had a hotel, we were part of a group, like a traveling group. And uh, we're having uh, uh, some sort of Iranian dish. It was actually really nice. And the guy was putting me rice and he put me much more than I wanted. But I gave him a thumbs up. Apparently that means something very differently in Iran. I was yeah. about 11, 12. <laughs> I've heard that too. Yeah, yeah. The and his reaction was, oh, he was- Thumbs up. Yeah, he was very offended. It's like, it's like raising the middle finger in Australia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, it's interesting um, how um, different perspectives uh, look at body language as well. So different cultures look at body language. So um, for example, with uh, Aboriginal silence is a good thing. Whereas if you don't reply to someone, it could be considered like yeah. offensive. Yeah. Wow, that's but, interesting. Yeah, so um, I think cultural perspective plays a big role in knowledge. Yeah, of course. And what would be the last thing that you think, or one of the last things that- Yeah, number five, definitely. Number five would be accept yourself for who you are, especially in the moment that you are given the blessing of being. Because if you delve into this existential rabbit hole and uh, sometimes, or maybe majority of the times, I actually don't know, I would like to know the answer of this, if it's intentional or not, and you do like, everything has no meaning, I'm just gonna live a meaningless life and die a natural death, like the seven billion others living, I mean, who am I? Yeah, it's, it's definitely important to have that mindset of there's more to life than the 80s they're gonna live. Mm. For example, Karl Marx was not known until he passed away. 
Uh, that, that could be yeah, said for a lot of people right? as well. Like a lot of influential people were not really recognized or accepted or maybe even um, thought of until they had passed away and then their message sort of grew because it influenced those around them and then it grew from there. Yeah, definitely. Looking at scholars also helped me and the things that they've achieved. One important person is Sayyid Muhammad Bakr Sadr actually. And uh, the things that he's written are just fascinating to me. Amazing. Um, especially someone who lived in the West. Because to me, he was a scholar that wasn't afraid to peek behind that curtain. I feel like the older generation was trying to maintain a solid iron curtain. Mm. You know, no pun intended. Um, but like, yeah, he was not afraid to actually look inside and be like, yeah, man, let me examine what's in here. And let me, let me see what my own faith or what my own value system would contribute to this. I'm not going to run away. I'm not going to be like, hey. I think uh, the best thing they could possibly say about um, Muhammad Bakr al-Sadr is that he was a man way ahead of his time. Oh, and, definitely. And contribute, until now contributes to society. Definitely. Um, which is very clear through his book, Our yeah. Philosophy. So. Yo, Amazing. Amazing. I highly recommend it. It's in English. Um, like I've told the guys before, I tried reading in Arabic. I, I actually couldn't, man. It was very hard to understand. Not that there's a fault on the writer. Definitely a fault of my own. Not ready to read something like that in Arabic, mm, man. It's, it's but, a very, very yeah, deep and condensed yeah, text. Definitely. Um, last question before we sign off. How has this pandemic affected your pursuit of knowledge? Has it given you more time to research or has it maybe been detrimental in that you can't go out there and find certain pieces that you want to add to this puzzle of, of, of knowledge? Well, during this pandemic, which I don't know what to say about it anymore, actually. It's, it's gone on for too long. That's <laughs> I actually don't, do not know what to say, but it's definitely a tragedy. Um, so my work... It, is in clinical pharmacy. I work as a community pharmacist. That is pretty much dealing with patients on a daily basis, their medical needs, uh, their need for medication, uh, counseling patients, dealing with patients on their progress of a medication or their experience of, hey, side effects. How do I change my therapy? Can I consult with my doctor? So you're really involved. And during a pandemic where people are frightened and they're really uh, rushing towards the pharmacy in flocks and mm. uh, some of them actually buying in bulk, some of them arguing. I, I've seen actually that, I've seen, I've seen it was like 8 a.m. or even like 7.55 a.m. I was barely awake drinking my coffee and I was like, man, this is going to be a tough day. <laughs> Especially it's at its highest. Everyone wants their medication like in six or seven months in advance. Mm. You know, we can't supply that much. We have to make it feel for everybody. Which people didn't understand. Yeah, so. And which really I would harness the, op the opportunity to be like, hey man, imagine living in a Marxist state where, I'm not really calling for that, but like say, imagine living in a Marxist state where the distribution was, let's say, according to the people, if the theory claims to be true. Mm. So even during work, I'd reflect and uh, it, it would help, but I think it did have a role on my mental fatigue, uh, dealing with patients that much. Everyone's stressed. I was stressed. A lot of social interaction could yeah. be detrimental, 100%. Yeah, especially, especially when dealing with uh, like extreme emotions, 
because of the environment, because of the pandemic, because of the supply and demand. So it could have its impact on you mentally, 100%. Yeah, definitely. But I definitely liked to, to, to read about it, to look more into it. And just, yeah, the pursuit continues no matter what because, look, life is suffering. And what we have to figure out is how can we reduce that? And how can we make it better, especially for those who believe there's a hereafter? I mean, knowing that reduces a lot of mental anxiety itself because you're like, the more I want to know here and especially act on that knowledge, the more I am ready for that hereafter that I believe in. And that's especially for those who do. I mean, there's people that don't. And how they deal with that, it, it would be different than a person who does believe. Mm. But when you pursue knowledge, knowing that there's something after, and let's say you meet that person that you're pursuing. Wow. Hey, man, I've been reading about you. I mean, if you have the honor of meeting that person. Mm. Wow. So, yeah. So I think it's safe to say that the, the pursuit of knowledge is a journey in of itself and assisting factor to the, to the ultimate goal of perfection. Definitely. It's, it's a roller coaster, ups and downs and fights and failures and successes. Mm. You just have to keep coming back up and wanting more. Thank you very much for your time, Hussein. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Thank you very much, Thank Mohammed, you. for co-hosting. Uh, Stimulate Your Mind is you. proudly yeah, presented man. to you by LOF Productions. For more of our podcasts where we try to cover all the interesting topics happening all over the globe and also the personal stories of people right here in our own backyard. Subscribe to Stimulate Your Mind on Apple or Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. See you guys in a little while.